Welcome to Voices of the Valleys, a series interviewing growers, entrepreneurs, educators, and technologists who are inventing new solutions for today's and tomorrow's challenges on the farm. Brought to you today by Harvestport, an innovation hub and marketplace for better agricultural products, practices, and ideas. Find out more at harvestport.com. Now, here's your Voices of the Valley's host, Director of Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology, Dennis Donahue. Good morning, this is Dennis Donahue, and welcome to another uh, edition of Voices of the Valley. And uh, I'm pleased to uh, be uh, joined this morning with, uh, by John McPherson, who is uh, RFXL's Director of Global Solutions. John, welcome. Hi, Dennis. Thank you for having me. No, I've been looking forward to this conversation. So good, um, and, and and our and our visit, uh, and and one of the reasons is, uh, and you and I have had this this conversation. Uh, you know, I find it very intriguing and interesting, as I suspect most folks uh, in the ag world uh, would be, uh, that a, that a company like RFXL, which is a terrific company, but in a completely different arena. Uh, decides that uh, agriculture is, is worth exploring. So the first thing I'd like you to do is talk a little bit about RFXL, what you do do, and then uh, what uh, around, about agriculture intrigued your company and why you felt that was, uh, uh, why this was a marketplace you wanted to explore. Yeah, no, sure. So I think first I'd say that uh, it's important to note that even though we're coming from the life science and pharmaceutical industry, as you indicated, that we have a bunch of non-pharma customers. We are in retail, we have NGOs we work with, um, and I think that's relevant because it means the platform that we have, and what we are is a supply chain visibility platform. So that means we capture all activity in the supply chain around product origination, product movement, and then we deliver ways to leverage that data. Uh, so in Doing that in these other industries, we have a very flexible platform. We're agnostic to a lot of the hardware we work with. We're a cloud-based software system. Um, and that's what we learned from that industry. So coming from there and then looking at food and agriculture in general, uh, we saw that it is a vast and complex supply chain, right? With a lot of different actors, a lot of different players, and a lot of different needs. And so we saw that the flexibility that we had and our ability to capture data in different ways, integrate with different systems, uh, and connect the dots from the harvest and producer through distribution all the way to the end user uh, was something that the industry was moving towards in that direction. So a place that we could add value and help brands and growers and different players in the space uh, get value and provide safe products for their customers. Well, I think the use of the, your use of the word platform is interesting. I know we were visiting a little earlier and I kind of stepped into the trap of <laughs> you know, traceability and, and blockchain, but I think your point is well, well taken to think in terms of the supply chain because this, much of the supply chain, uh, you know, I, I always tell folks, to me, the future looks like a bit of a jump ball. You know, who, who would have known to put Amazon and Whole Foods together a couple of years ago? And obviously, uh, um, there's a lot more uh, local, uh, homegrown type of activity in the retail and food service sector. Uh, so, and 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 with the rise of uh, perhaps indoor farming, I mean, just the supply chain 
is changing and evolving. So, um, you know, perhaps we've had a historical tendency to think about traceability um, from shipping point, but I, but I think your point is really well taken. You're, you're going to need to look at this, um, you know, how you capture data throughout the entire supply chain on a go-forward basis. Yeah, I think coming from farmer, that's what we learned, you know, that the supply chain's complex, so data accuracy is key, and it's really about capturing this activity and this data and being able to use it. I think most of the people who are listening to this would think, you know, if you ask them the question, do you think that um, the amount of data that you're gonna have to be able to access, want to access, in the future is gonna go up or down? Are you going to need to have a better handle on this or not? Uh, and, and while we in the pharma world work a lot on, the, on a regulatory level to help our customers stay compliant with different global regulations all over the world, um, those requirements can come from a government. They can also come from the industry. They can come from your customers. And I think we're going to see they're coming from consumers. So you know, people in the industry, while they might only sell to distribution or retail, that's driven, those decisions of when they're told to do is being driven by what's happening in the market is changing quickly. So every, you know, every food trend that you can think of, whether it's direct to consumer or whether, you know, it's blockchain or whether it's uh, being able to, you know, connect one-to-one -to, -one to the consumer through interacting with your product and your brand, all of these things at the end of the day will need to have at its foundation granular, granular valid, data that you can work from, and that's what we do. So we lay that foundation down and give uh, the supply chain an opportunity to, to build off that. Well, you mentioned some of the other industries you've, uh, 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 you know, had as, as a customer base or worked with. Um, you've seen a lot of uh, fra fragmentation. Right. Um, and then, and then, and obviously there may be different elements of these other industries, but, but it sounds like under all circumstances, the consolidation of data is whatever that means and all of that it entails is something we all need to be thinking about. Yeah, right, I think we're missing, a, you're missing an opportunity. I mean, especially, so we're here in ag, you look at ag tech and what that means and it's not really complete without post-harvest data, about quality, about safety, and if you think that as we learn to share data better, and these are one of the, these are the obstacles, right? So data governance, data security, as data moves across the supply chain. But if you if you want to win in the space, you're going to have to look at start looking at your data about activity in your supply chain, about your product as an asset. This is not liability for you. This is an asset that you want to be able to leverage, and we do that in a number of ways. So protection is one, and that's lowering and reducing your risk. Um, another way, though, is through driving efficiencies in your supply chain and being able to reduce waste. We're at a time when we have people expecting you to deliver a high-quality, safe product with low waste or no waste um, on demand. And how do you get data out of the supply chain to help do those things, to forecast? Um, to identify where there might be bottlenecks or where there might be challenges in your logistics so you can deliver on what the market's asking you to do. And you know, one of the promising pieces of that is you know, we talk about building this product pedigree, this adding uh, data to the product is being able to then leverage that at a consumer level because they are buying on attributes or seeing consumer buying habits change and you want to be in a position where you can deliver that information almost no matter where you are. And I think that's to your point what you're saying, like no matter where you are in the supply chain, even if you're a grower, or a grower shipper, your data is some of the key data 
that people are going to want to have to be able to make these decisions, and you can be a part of that. Well, and I, you know, I and I think a lot of the growers I I talk to, you know, they'll talk about that they're already managing twenty or thirty different dashboards and. Golly gee whiz, I thought technology was supposed to make my life easier. Now I just want somebody to get me out of Excel hell. And, and then to your point, is data going, requests for data go, going up or down? And the answer is clearly up. And in fact, you know, some of the regulations that a lot of our listeners are, are dealing with, uh, um, you know, there used to be more a buffer, you know, whether it was the the grower, shipper, or the processor, and and now the regulators have every each and every individual in their line of sight in terms of a, accountability. Uh, so, so with all that in mind, since you're you're the platform guy, any advice <laughs> for the growers who are going? How do how do I struggle with this? And I keep hearing people want to monetize my data. When do I get in? When do I get to get in on that game? Go into banking. <laughs> um, Fair enough. <laughs> thank you. And with that, uh, thank you for joining. No, I, look, I think, um, especially in, in this part of the world, there's. I mean, there is a there is a lot of data being collected in different places. It's siloed. It could live in different systems. And I think it's a mistake to say that someone's detailed paper records don't count as data. Of course they do. Um, but I think step one is digitizing that data, moving it into a platform where it can be digitized because you're gonna to have to be able to, to, to access it is probably step one. And another thing you said that's a good point and that we found as we've explored this industry is there's a lot of niche uh, solutions out there because very innovative, very forward-thinking companies here in the Valley and other places in produce are thinking, you know, I'm gonna use technology to help solve some of these problems, but if they, food safety lives in one world and logistics and supply chain lives in another, and then your brand and marketing folks live somewhere else, they may not be talking to each other and being able to unify those initiatives through a data platform like, like ours, which uh, again, can pull in data from different places and create this single source of truth. And then you can act on it and you can leverage it. So it's really unifying initiatives around data because um, pulling things from all these different places and being siloed in your decision making ends up being a reactive approach instead of a proactive approach, which is where we're trying to move. So if you're, if you're an individual grower, and whether you're going directly to market yourself or you're, you're growing for a processor or, or a uh, co-op or, or growership or whatever, um, sh should you as a grower be asking, hey, are you beginning to consolidate data and work towards creating a platform because if you're the grower on the, on the front lines is if, if you think there's some possible relief from I got to manage all these dashboards to hey if somebody's beginning to build a platform that is one of the keys to making my life easier is that a good way to look at it yeah I think the way we we approach is approach it is that we're trying to capture activity and allow the growers or the grower shippers or the customer to tell us where does this data need to go? And what's important to us today? Because you mentioned like all these different dashboards and sometimes there's a key piece of that that's very valuable and then there's 80% of it that may be adding more to your workflow than is necessary. So if we can strip that down to making sure that we are tracking all the activity in, in real time that's important to you and keeping it in a central place then allow you to make the choices about 
what's important or what you want to leverage and how you're going to do that. So you know, I'll go back to the idea of creating this pedigree around your product. I mean, your product could be, you know, it could be um, a commodity that you're growing or it could be a highly specialized branded product that you're growing. In both those cases, there's a story to be told about that product when it leaves your door. And laying down the tracks of how that product moved, it, I think is, is ground zero. That's where you're gonna build a foundation for making whatever other changes you wanna make. Because without watching how your product moves and knowing what's happening in, in near real time, like how do you step in and make changes to it? Um, and that data could be, it could be quality inspection data. That becomes part of the pedigree that you're building. So if you need to investigate it or you need to change that process, it kind of starts there. That's the foundation. What, um, um, you know, and I'm intrigued by your title, Director of Global Solutions. So, uh, and, you, and you mentioned your, uh, you know, you look at a lot of different uh, market, market segments. So um, as you kind of embrace the world of agriculture, uh, um, what, what's kind of been your, your, your take having uh, uh, gone into new markets and trying to kind of pave, pave the way? How, how uh, you know, what are the adoption issues in your mind? That's a good question. I, th well, I think one thing that's similar is that trying to paint the industry with, uh, with a broad brush is always gonna be problematic. I mean, I found, I've, I've met a lot of very innovative, forward-thinking, folks in the industry. Um, but they all have, depending on what, what product you're talking about, they kind of have different issues or different things that they're thinking of. When it comes to uh, our challenges in driving adoption, I think it starts with looking at technology of like what's going on in my supply chain as a cost. And what we're trying to do is talk about, well, this this has great value. What you're creating is a valuable asset, this digital record of what's happening in your supply chain. And I think you know, protecting your brand is, and protecting your customers and consumers most importantly. And being able to do that has a clear ROI. But we're, we're, we're looking ahead, right? So those in the industry, and this is true of any industry, who are, who are thinking of the future can kind of see where the advantages are gonna lie. Because whether you're looking at AI, whether you're looking or machine learning and being able to, as the processes are changing and handling your labor issues, handling, handling your regulatory issues, before maybe you could have one person who like spent 30% of their time managing this, but it's becoming not only unwieldy, but you're probably missing an opportunity to drive some competitive advantage through looking at the data that way. Um, and the last piece, of course, is being able to grow through, through taking advantage of how people are buying um, today. So, Everyone's all over the place in terms of there are different frames of mind when they're looking at it. So I think you know we're trying to move them from a, is this a regulatory requirement to this is an opportunity, and that's why that's why we tend I tend not to you know, traceability is an outcome of what we do. It's a it's a byproduct of sure. a platform, uh, but really it's about leveraging. How can you leverage this information? Get it to the right person at the right time. To change outcomes, and that's going to that's going to change. I think your 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 outcome. Kind of a final question, and I'm not sure it's uh, um, um, the right way to look at things. But to your point, uh, there are a lot of uh, you know bright, innovative, capable folks in in the ag world, and you know, and they come in all all sizes. So when you think about uh, um, customers and and you know growers. Sometimes that's a lot like 
ag, ag tech in the sense that it ends up being kind of a catch-all phrase, but you know, is it the grower, is it the grower shipper, is it the processor? Uh, you know, how do you look at the market and is, a, is somebody farming uh, 500 acres just as much a candidate uh, for what you're doing as, let's say, somebody's gro growing 5,000 plus acres or, or a processor? Is, is everybody a, a, um, suited for um, what, what you're doing? Um, it, it, you know, because, because regardless of the size of the grower, if they're going to the same marketplace, to some degree, they need the same information because they're involved in, they're, they're more intimately involved with the product before the final handoff, whoever takes the, the product to market. So who, yeah. are, who, are, who are your target customers? Yeah, no, that's a good question because just like you said, in principle, everyone's gonna need to have this kind of data available in, in the near future. Um, so you know, for us, that means, and we have solutions that are built out specifically for this. We've had in pharma as well, customers of all sizes, manufacturers, ingredients, harvest farmers, um, all the way through distributors. So every, every size and node in the supply chain is gonna benefit. So for us, you know, we have mobile applications where you can be in the field, we can capture data through web interfaces if your vendors are in a different country and you need to be able to do that and upload Excel spreadsheets. Uh, so that flexibility allows us to say that everybody can lay down this foundation of data. Now obviously as the supply chain gets greater in complexity and size, the benefits from our ability to integrate across the different nodes of the supply chain and connect that data, that's, that's core to what we do, right? So from harvest all the way through distribution of these different organizations, and more complexity, you are, you're aggregating, de-aggregating products, you're taking raw materials and turning them into finished goods, and you need to track all those ingredient lots or ingredient cases, we do all that. So the greater the complexity, maybe the greater the value, but, um, in, in, in theory, then the idea is though ever that this the data is foundational. Okay. Um, but, so what's yeah. what's the uh, kind of an overly simplistic question? It, it, what is it a product like an app, or is it can be an app, or it, or it's a service? You know, what's the product? Yeah. So we are we're software as a service. So the platform okay. that we can extend our. Uh, our data repository through web services, through mobile, uh, we're integration centric. So if you have systems that are capturing key data that's important, we integrate with that system. And so another one of our advantages is, you know, this is a tried and true platform. We are out there in the marketplace. We've been, we've gone through hundreds of implementations. We've integrated with, to ask my engineers, thousands of different systems, homegrown right. systems, the big SAPs and oracles of the world, uh, because that's the way, that's table stakes for the game. You have to be able to not come in and just blow up someone's workflow um, in order to be able to work with them and provide a good solution, right? Uh, so, you know, our IoT sensor-based product works off that same platform, so when you're, capturing temperature data at the harvest on that pallet, and it's going through, and we know there's ROI based right there, right? We know from, from others that if you can capture and field temperature data, that two products on the pallet that have different pedigrees in this sense, using the same word, will have different shelf lives, and you can make changes with that. But for us, that data stays with the product now. It becomes part of its pedigree. It leaves your, your world and goes somewhere else, but what happened to it during that time maintains that part of the pedigree. So that's kind of what we're doing within that. Mobile is part of that. Well, I'm gonna give you the, uh, the, the last word in the <laughs> sense of uh, c clearly uh, this, this issue of data, platforms, 
you know, these phrases are going to get more, more, I mean, obviously data's been around, uh, but, you know, we're going to hear these, uh, this conversation is going to intensify, and so as you as you enter the game, and you think in terms of the growers and the folks who might be listening to us, right. what's what's the one thing you want to make sure they're thinking about or know that w maybe we haven't we haven't haven't covered? That is possible. I think probably a lot of people who have come on this this same this same show have talked about lots of different types of technologies, whether they're growing or it's in the supply chain like, like we are. But uh, because of the demand, the, the, the cost, the implementation, these things are not out of your reach in terms of what's possible to have. Um, Again, very like platform like ours, and we're not you know we're not alone, but they're, we are very flexible, and this data is going to be key to you thriving in the next 10, 15 years. And do you view, and do you view uh, besides being possible, uh, is is the implementation of all this? Uh, uh, should people be intimidated by it? Here, well, this is actually interesting to say that, Dennis, because I think, and this is so many different businesses who work in food supply chains, is their experience with software is usually I bought an ERP, not, not even a specific one, but I went through an ERP implementation and I, you know, I went gray. <laughs> or I had a real hard time with that. Right, so, right. Uh, which is something that I think we've learned. And, you know, for us, one of our advantages is that, you know, we have experience and we are a full service, we provide a full service implementation. So that's something that's been important as a differentiator for us in our other industries, uh, because it can be a challenge to get, hey, I signed this contract and some guy said, here's a link, go get all your vendors signed up. Right, right. Good luck, we need that. But I, because, I th because I think that is important because otherwise, you know, it can be intimidating. You're not going to get as much value out of the system. So, so it sounds like you're you're going to be in the business of uh, helping us uh, bring bring us the future. And but there there's a service component to it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're it's I, I think it's we're, we're future proof. I mean, we're already it's you're worried about blockchain. We're there. You're worried about AI. We're we're there. So and we're already a very granular level. So we're we're ahead of the game, and we'll be there for you. Terrific. Good. Well, I I I was looking forward. Uh, to our visit, and uh, and I enjoyed the enjoyed the conversation, and uh, we'll look, we'll look forward to uh, following your progress and working with you in the center. Thank you so much, Jess. Really appreciate the time. Good, thanks, John. Thanks for listening to the Voices of the Valleys podcast, brought to you today by Harvestport, an innovation hub and marketplace for better agricultural products, practices, and ideas. Find out more at harvestport.com.